while your recorder is failing to record, what I'll do is I'll just start talking shit about you as if you can't hear me. And then you'll try desperately to say, John, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. But I'll be just talking unutterable trash about you. And then finally I'll say, oh, shit, you were here all this time? Ready? I was here all this time and my recorder is recording. And you know what? I also knew it was time for the um, for the recording because the dog started barking. <laughs> and I also feel there I noticed a line of delivery vans up the street that are just waiting until we're recording to come and deliver things and ring my doorbell. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> it's almost as if the world is not terribly supportive of our efforts. I don't understand why. We do we are like the you know with all that's going on, I feel that we are like the sole crack of light <laughs> that exists in the universe, and yet still people want us to shut up. It's amazing that, that people want us to shut up, isn't it? It's yeah, uh, I'm like I've I can't imagine why anybody would possibly want me to shut up. Oh, that's so sweet of you. <laughs> no, me. I, I can understand why they might want you to shut up. But no. <laughs> Anyway, John, it, has it really been a week since we last spoke? It has been a week since we last spoke. And in the intervening time, I'm certain that you have done, taken many, many steps to undo all the massive damage that has been done, probably by you in the prior week, but still. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I'm probably still making as much damage. I've been, um, uh, I've been, uh, how do I want to fry so I'm, I'm not going to call it hell because it's not that bad. I have been I have been coping with pull request frustrations hmm. uh, this week. Uh, it's the first pull request I've made on a, a, a project, and um, yeah, so I'm new to the code base. It's the first, yeah. So the first one is always a little bit rough, isn't it? But it's you know it becomes I don't know whether the word is frustrating or annoying when you know you get comments in there saying, well, the standard is to do this. <laughs> oh, yeah. To which my my question is. Well, where are the standards written down? Now, well, they're not. We just do this throughout the code. And it's okay, that's fine. So if you want me to spend many days going through all the code just to make sure I understand, you know, can guess what the standards are or or whatever else. Or that or that really lovely one where one person says, Yeah, we don't do it that way. Could you do it this way? And so you do it this way and you push the commit back up and another person comes in and says, no, no, we don't do it that way. We do it this way. And the way they've just specified is the way that you've just taken out. Uh, And yeah, I'm not saying this to, you know, critique any individual person because this happens all the time on teams, but it is, it is just quite frustrating. And uh, yeah, so um, yeah, so getting your first pull request through on a, uh, a project is always like a, requires a little bit more patience and one of the things i'm discovering is you know being a a grumpy old man is i just really don't have a lot of patience anymore with this sort of stuff um so which is you know one of the reasons is more and more i should just be working on my own code where where i can make the standards up and i can approve my own pull requests and um i can decide what the rules are because then i don't have to be all grumpy and shitty about everything so so that is my week i have probably been i have probably been snotty to reviewers all week with snarky comments in the pull requests um i haven't got as far as swearing in them yet but um i have you know, made certain snarky, snarky, snarky comments, but there we are. It's um, you know, um, uh, it's it's been a a week of uh, PR frustration, shall we say? Um, I, you know, and equally, uh, I think at one point I got told, uh, you know, um, 
well, we can't do that because the CI system doesn't support it. And it's like, but these, this is for in the, t- in the tests for the for the pull request. I says, but at least 40 of the tests do it this way. Yeah, we've not worked out how to fix those yet. Mm. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, okay. So, uh, but what about the fact that the thing that you're saying the CI system doesn't support is also done inside the actual code that's being tested. And so therefore, how is that ever going to be tested if the CI system doesn't support that? Yeah, we've not quite worked that one out yet either. <laughs> so, mm. so, yeah, there we are. I've got it all off my chest now. It's, um, it's, it's now in the past. I will never mention it again until I moan about it in five minutes' time. Mm. Anyway, John, have you, had a, have you had a week that has been all rainbows and unicorns? Uh no, actually not. Well, but I have I have two <laughs> things right. to say. First, first and foremost is that you know, Scotty, I understand that sometimes you know people in a committed relationship just want to talk about how their how their day has been, and they're not necessarily looking for solutions. They just want to talk and let it out. So I, I will assume that you just wanted to talk and let it out. But uh, well, no, if you have opinions on PRs um, and you're meant to do it, then I am more than happy to hear them. But that was mainly a get it off my chest in rant because that's what I do this podcast for. Well, I have uh, now I have a third thing to say, <laughs> a bit of helpful <laughs> advice. Opinions are like assholes. Everyone has them and they all stink. <laughs> That's an old but a good one. Second thing is I think that uh, I think people are probably misunderstanding because you've probably been going around saying I have a pool request and people are thinking, who is this fuck, you know, who's like coming into the code base and we understand he's a high paid consultant, but we're not giving him a damn pool. I think you meant pull, pull, like ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh. Pull request, not pool request. Are you mocking my regional accent? Because yeah, I, I don't, th- I don't think that's, I don't think that's politically correct these days. Oh, it most certainly is on this podcast. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> We're the, the, the podcast that's utterly unafraid of being cancelled. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, I would, I, I, if I was putting a pool request in, that would be even better. Yeah. So, it's, yeah. Um, although, yeah, I'd have to specify the tile design and everything. My pull. There request is that better yeah. is that better yeah. okay that, everyone is like, talking about a pr a pull request well this is like the 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 famous monty python skit where <laughs> the poor man cannot pronounce the letter c so he could replace it with a k and then <laughs> what a silly bunt anyway i'll have to add the link to that for the kids um so no i i you know this this was another kind of something happened this past week that uh could be interesting for 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 the listening audience or the 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 sole listener and this has to do with understanding the differences between accessibility as humans use it and accessibility as test engineers experience it because if if you say i've i've made something accessible for for voiceover the most common adaptive technologies people use on iOS and macOS you know a way of testing to see if it works is you just move your finger everywhere and say if if you're if you if there's a you know uh, uh, an outline to the the element and it reads it, then you think, ah, I'm one. This is great. And uh, a lot of of people who who worry about it from the lens of of automation testing, that's if something doesn't pass automation, and oftentimes it's because something has no label or is is, is not an accessibility element, and then it, it can't work. Um, and there is then there's the way that humans interact with it, and there are you know a common navigation pattern for 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 list for long list for feed based user experiences like 
Twitter or a Facebook feed or <laughs> in the Netflix app, something like the, the trailers and more or, or comedy feed or a fast laugh, as it's called in the outside world. Um, these are these are all collection views and they have cells and sometimes the the cell is the full you know size of 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 the, of the screen essentially um, and so the common way of navigating through long lists in in voiceover is you just swipe left or right to go from the the, the prior to the next accessibility element as it's been set up in in, in the view hierarchy and so if each cell then in turn has a number of other accessibility elements like buttons, so I say I would like to share this item or I'd like to comment on it or I'd like to like it or whatever, um, when you need to swipe to get from one item in the list to the next item in the list, it become incredibly tedious if in order to do that it has to go through each of the different elements in the, in the parent view. And so for, for some time, I don't know when it was introduced, but Apple added this thing called custom actions, accessibility custom actions, which allows you to say... On this, on this view, on this accessibility element, there are other things that can be done, and accessibility actions are, are accessed by swiping up and down, and you're essentially going through a menu. And the advantage for this is that you can allow people navigate using voiceover with the same speed and, and, and finesse that a sighted user does, because if you think about what your eyes are doing when you're scrolling through a feed, you're looking for some signal to, to say, do you care about this? So it may be the photo, it, it may be the text, depends on the context. Um, if, if you think about Twitter, for instance, you know, you'll scroll through MacDev, and it's like there's nothing possible of interest there, so I'll just keep swiping forward. Whereas if you see Jembe as the, the author, you're going to immediately stop and say, you know, I want to read the fullness of it and probably like it and comment on it and retweet it. So if you've ever navigated Twitter with VoiceOver, for example, that what it does is it will read out, you know, who it's from, when it was, and and then start to, to read the tweet because it's short. And then if the actions that you have available for them, like to, to retweet or to, to like, are things that you access with, with flicks of, of upward or downward, you know, flicks of the finger, whereas to navigate from one to the next, one tweet to the next, you you swipe left or right. And, and that's the way it's done. And so uh, there was some some hullabaloo uh, around the office saying, oh, my God, something has been a terrible regression. You know, I noticed that 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 each cell is just one big accessibility item and I move my finger over and I can't I, I, I can't make it work. So it's not it doesn't work. It's completely broken. And I was pulled into this and I said, hmm. No, it's not broken at all. In fact, it works really well for, for for the human beings that use it. And this may not be what you expected, and and that's all fine. I mean, the, you know, everybody you know looks at 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 phenomena in life through the lens of their experience and 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 how they think about it. But it, 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 I had to, you know, post yet another screen movie with with commentary about how it works and why it works. So that, that's my event for the for the day. But I think uh, it, it may resonate with some people who work on this stuff that, that there oftentimes is this tension about how something's supposed to work. Um, and there's a big difference between somebody who's familiar how voiceover works in, in passing just to be able to verify that it works and somebody who actually uses it every day. And, and I, I will say it again, that, that if you've ever actually watched somebody who's familiar with voiceover, you will be astounded at how quickly they can navigate through things and how fast the speech will be. Because if you, if you don't see or you have very low vision as, as, you know, as, as well understood, 
other senses come into to come to the rescue. So your ability to hear things very, very subtly and to process auditory inf information extremely quickly help you navigate the world. You have to listen very, very carefully about everything that's going on while you're walking in the street. And if you're navigating in a digital space, you get used to hearing things very, very quickly because you need to, to use a, a bunch of text to be able to describe what's going on and decide, do I care about this or should I go to the next element? So it, it's subtle. And I, and I only learned this quite honestly, by, by observing and speaking at length to people who use this every single day all the time. Um, and so I just realized that uh, part of the work that I have to do is is kind of constant evangelization. Um, so I did, and I do. And so there, that's my little crack of sunshine for the morning. And what a wonderful crack of sunshine it is. <laughs> <laughs> it, I mean, it is, yeah, it's... I, I... It's, yeah, I mean, voiceover is a, is a good example. It is the one we go to by default, and we appreciate this far more to accessibility than just voiceover. But it's, um, yeah, it, it's, it's very hard to, I think, for uh, a lot of us to really know if the way we have implemented it is working mm. um, or is no, not working, um, is, is good, good, good UI. Um, uh, good, good, a good user interface where not being used um, visually but being used audibly. Uh, and that is primarily because, you know, we, we don't use it on a daily basis and therefore when we do use it, we fumble our way through. And, you know, we often think, you know, because we fumbled our way through, oh, that works. Um, if we've even bothered to do that much of accessibility, that is, of course, is the first step, we should say. Um, yeah, which, whereas, you know, if we were doing a visual UI that we had to fumble our way through, we would be saying, oh, well, this is terrible. This is this is completely shite. We should be redesigning this. Um, and it's not just about does the does the um, the audio reflect our UI well, that it describes it well. It's, you know, it's how well does, how well does our UI work when audibly expressed? So, um, it's uh, it's challenging because you could often argue that actually as much as the UI is great and the fact that we've added audio um, description to everything, in fact, you know, this UI is just too random, too not laid out properly to be described by audio and, and really it could do with being laid out differently. So at what point do you change your visual UI to accommodate your audio UI or vice versa um it, it's so the whole uh, i think accessibility and even implementing accessibility and understanding what to do with accessibility is you know has been the big thing for a, and quite rightly for a couple of years now but the whole how is your ui designed in the first place for accessibility is probably you know the next thing that people have got to tackle once people are actually just doing it you know it's okay now, now take a step back and how are we designing at all? You know, is, are we are we looking at accessibility first or even presenting alternate UIs when certain accessibility modes? And you know, and how does you know how does that work? 
Well, Scotty, it's funny you should say that <laughs> because, um, I, you know, I've always maintained uh, that good design is good design. And uh, looking at it through from different perspectives will give you a good idea whether something is actually usable to people. And if the only touchstone of usability is the engineer that worked on it or the design or designer who designed it, it you know, uh, in Figma or, you know, Sketcher or some other design tool um, without actually holding it in their hands and, 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 and using it um, and using it in the way that people are using mobile apps. I think that's the, the, the key thing that people tend to forget is that you may think that, that you have a user's undivided attention just because you have some beautiful screen, uh, you know, that's displayed on the piece of glass that they hold in their hand, but their hand is mobile and there are always things competing for their attention. Um, and so you, you have like split second for people to be able to, to grok what's on screen to be able to go on to the next thing or to be able to put it in a mode where they can just let it run in the background. And I was thinking about this yesterday uh, when I was... Uh, driving, I wasn't driving, I was being driven in a lift and, and watching how, you know, noticing the difference between Apple Maps and Google Maps, for example. And one of the things I think Apple just smokes Google is, is uh, the way that they describe the directions in a way that makes sense if that's the only way to do it, because they will do things like, you know, give you some landmarks to the next the next activity saying it's like there you know at at the next stoplight continue or you know at the next stop you know go through this inter intersection and at the next stoplight turn left for example um and if you just said turn left at the next stoplight that if you didn't get any kind of waypoint clue about it it would start to 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 get people to panic and then they might say well then they have to now stare at the screen to kind of follow along where the, the the little you know tracker is and hope that it's accurate and while they're doing that you know somebody's <laughs> they're not noticing that they're drifting to the next lane so it's a sheer point of safety for it but i i do believe that one of the reasons why apple maps is better in this regard is that they they probably have done a lot more human research to be able to understand you know how people uh, how people do, how you can describe things um, and I think that that's what makes the overall user experience of using it better, even though, you know, you would say, well, I'm not using an accessibility technology if I'm using it with Apple Maps, but actually, in fact, you are. Um, so I think and another example, you know, which even comes from a talk I gave, the first time I ever gave a talk about accessibility for iOS, I held up as one of the examples about how voiceover, you know, when you go through and, and, and enable it, you can discover is your user interface kind of uh, very clear in, in, in what it's doing because sometimes if you have to describe something, it will it will make the user understand better than how it is visually. And there's a great example of this uh, with with text that's tappable. You know the old hyperlink problem because uh, in the old web world, hyperlinks by default were underlined with it and had a very ugly blue underline. And and when people you know transition from web to mobile, they said get rid of the hyperlinks because they're ugly and they are ugly. But then how does anybody know looking at a run of text whether something's tappable? And we have that exactly in, in our detail pages. And I said that when voiceover, you know, navigates through a, a section that says, you know, uh, 
you know, uh, directors, and there's a list of people in there, you can describe it directors as having the, the, the trait of heading, which means there's more, it's a, a, it describes that there's a coming list. And then as you swipe through each element, it can have uh, uh, an attribute of button, which says, well, if I activate it, something's going to happen. So actually, it was easier to navigate that user interface with voiceover than it was if you're cited. And we, you know, I kept saying, <laughs> and, and other people did, I wasn't the only one, I kept saying, it's like, there's a reason why nobody taps on these links. It's no, Nobody knows that it is. And lo and behold, you know, we're running a test and and finding out that when you add some affordance to it, either a bubble or a link, people will tap on it. And, and the intended purpose of, of getting people to, to kind of, you know, see who else is in the movie or see what other, you know, films the, the director has directed uh, it actually works. I mean, the other reason why people don't want to, to highlight text is that if text has to wrap, um, it's it's hard to have a bubble around if it's not on its own. So you you have to maybe change the layout parameters, or maybe at the larger sizes you you go with a with an underline. But it, it is a long long slog sometimes of of changing people's practices, um, but and changing the people's relationship to the work that's being done from one of oh my god, this is a pain in the ass. It's another checklist thing I have to do to. If I don't do this, the quality overall is going to suffer for everyone. And that's why I'm trying to get people. We'll get there. All right. That's the last okay, of my so, soapbox. No, no. It's, yeah. But the, just the whole very thing of where you went there was fascinating because, you know, I, I suddenly had this massive, you know, understanding that, you know, we're obviously an audio podcast. We have to describe what we're thinking and talking about. And I just realized how I had described some of my questions about UI design um, you know, and when it came to accessibility and particularly audio description of, of UI, and you know, I was saying all these things, but I hadn't given a context because you know I realised the moment you started talking and you said, "Yeah, but when we do this on the phone and when we do this, you know, and you tap here and realised that you know the entire time I've been speaking about this, I was looking, you know, I was looking at Moneywell on the Mac and thinking." you know how would this ui work audibly how you know it's it's a complex ui how would how would you make this work and design it you know so immediately you know i've been talking about something that i was taking a visual context for and putting out audibly and you quite understandably because you mainly deal with ios took what i just said and applied it to your situation which was ios and the whole context of what I was, you know, so there was a missing context, you know, and that comes into the way we, this stuff works as well. Without, you know, sometimes if your your non-visual UI misses a context, it could make your app totally misunderstood. Does that make yep. any sense? Yeah, it's fascinating stuff. Well, it certainly is, and I think, and I think we're only in, you know, it, it, as much as I think we've moved on in the last, it's probably been a good five or six years now that you know accessibility is becoming front and center on things, uh, and and still not implemented by I would say the majority of applications. Um, but I still, yeah, we're still. I think we're still very much at the beginning of discoverability on on this, which is great, and it's going to be interesting to see where we are in a in um in a few years' time. I mean, you know, there's a good chance will we all be controlling our interfaces audibly and tapping tapping will be seen as something you know that you know only old people now do and why why are you <laughs> tapping your phone granddad <laughs> i told i told i told the the foul child that once when we were having a conversation about about video games and i was explaining pong 
and he was just dying of laughter. I said, wait, you had to like turn a wheel in order to make a little rectangle move up and down. I was like, how primitive. It's like, how did, did, did you also have to like, you know, spark, spark the fire to cook the, 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 the mastodon that you had just managed to hunt and kill? It's like, first of all, I never managed to hunt and kill a mastodon, which is why I didn't survive. Um, but secondly, you know, I can assure you that your child will said, what, you had to touch the piece of glass? It's so unsanitary. It's disgusting. You mean you didn't just like, you know, wink at it or, or just think it. And that's completely true. I have, this has reminded me of one more thing. Um, this is now the, the, the lighthearted portion of the podcast. Can we go there? Scotty, can we get some lighthearted portion intro music? Uh, you want lighthearted portion? Um, Light-hearted segment. That good enough? That's all I could think of off the top of my head. Uh, that that was great. That was that was. I'm going to be California. That was awesome. Gold star. You're the best. You're a winner, Scotty. No. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you're full. You're full of shit. But never mind. Carry on. I can carry on lots of shit to give you. Yes. Um, the, there. You know. The, there were the 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 Icelandic National Tourism Board just absolutely dragged mark zuckerberg in the whole metaverse intro video in such a beautiful way have you have you seen it you know what i'm talking about i have not seen it no so um, you know we'll put link in the show notes but oh, um, absolutely yeah. it's it's glorious but it was it, it's something that's very top of mind and it basically they they I, I i don't know whether it was a complete actor or whether it just happens to be that that's the guy but you know iceland I don't most people have no idea about it maybe they watched eurovision maybe they know who bjork 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 however you pronounce her name is they know it as the land of aurora borealis and 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 high-pitched wailing pop songs set over a house music beat um i, I would imagine most people know it these days you know who did before from the will ferro eurovision yeah movie yeah yeah is that the way but not actually yeah which is a a completely stupid but absolutely adorable oh, I, movie. it's a glorious <laughs> movie. that's going in the show notes i i love that yes. movie. i think it's fantastic but anyway I mean, we just need to somehow get the title of this show to play Ya Ya Ding Dong. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, carry on. Sam, do your, do your magic. Anyway, so, uh, you know, because I, I watched, I guess, the first 20 minutes of, of the Metaverse introduction video, which this thing happened a couple of weeks ago. And, and you know, the, the reaction is predictably is like, is Zuckerberg actually human? You know, to, to, I'd never see him blink. And he speaks in such a strange monotone fashion. This this cannot be real. And, and oh, my God, I do not look forward to this. You know, and so then they had this guy describing, you know, what they call the, the Icelandiverse. <laughs> And it's just, it's, it's like, <laughs> I, 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 I can't, I don't want to describe it because I don't want to give it all away. But I think it, it, it I, I talk about it because it is interesting that we are, are, you know, as technologists and software engineers can absolutely see where this is going. And yeah, it's completely clunky now with headsets that, that leave you nauseous and don't have long battery life and, and, and so forth. But eventually these things will, will become better and, and we will, you know, <laughs> we will potentially be spending a ton of time, uh, in a metaverse and i for one do not look forward to it you know i'm i'm especially now that we've been going back to the office i'm all for for the human touch and low latency audio of in-person you know presence um and i fear for the universe and i fear for our mental health if if if, if it gets to, to the point where people cannot distinguish between the two so i don't know I, I don't know whether i feel like i should start you know you know 
putting cogs in the wheels, but you know, being a luddite and, and and stopping this before it happens. Yeah, well, you're already a granddad age, so the, the, the trouble is, you know, it, it, anything anything people of our age say now will just be like, oh, the granddad doesn't want to move on. Yeah. So it becomes it becomes very hard for people over fifty to to express concerns over new technology because even if you're you know you are actually at the forefront of technology which i'm not claiming to be but you know mm. it just you know system was uh your uh your age um is perceived to be a you know a, a get off my lawn factor. what are you doing a disqualifying factor which is um uh, which in many cases is probably you know, if if you take the mean it's probably you know, a, a reasonable assumption but you know it does exclude anybody else who might actually be slightly educated on this and have an opinion as well yeah well, I think the thing is, is that they just need to adjust the marketing because they could get Grand Eyed on, on board if they said, and you can have as big a lawn as you want, and your avatar can tell kids to get the fuck off your lawn and to your heart's content. And if you want to pay extra money to get, you know, an Arnold Schwarzenegger-style cannon machine gun, be our guests. It's all, yeah. all, yeah. all fair in love, war in the metaverse. In this new VR world, you won't even need to press the get off my lawn button. <laughs> you can... <laughs> You could just just think, get off my lawn, and something will go out there and kick the shit out of the people on your lawn. (laughs) Exactly. Well, Scotty, speaking of getting off the lawn, unfortunately, I have to to get going. But um, uh, I was going to say that if if people, well, first of all, I want to give you the opportunity to have some parting bits of wisdom, if necessary. I have never had any wisdom let alone stuff that i will part with okay. so um well, it's, uh, i think we should we should we should do the wrap up john so john if people want to um tell you to get off their lawn um or i would say more likely invite you onto their lawn um because <laughs> yeah, everyone, want to inv- every, everyone needs a grandpa on their lawn yeah. so uh, there we are uh, <laughs> where, where should they do that well i have no idea i've not done this line you can do but you can you can do that on Twitter, which is nothing if not the calm cul-de-sac <laughs> of, of our collective world, uh, where you'll find me as Jembe, that's D-J-E-M-B-E, like the West African drum. And Scotty, if people want to um, contribute to your pool of <laughs> where might they send cash or, or excoriating comments about the way that you formatted something? I would love to pe- know people's favourite pull request comments uh, that they may have received, uh, and they can send those to me on Twitter, where I am Mac Devnet. And I'm sure if I see them, then I will begin to feel that uh, my week has been not so bad after all. Which, in fairness, it hasn't been. I have to say, this is more about me being, you know, a grumpy shit who can't cope with. <laughs> <laughs> You can't cope with criticism as opposed to anyone actually doing anything wrong. But there we are. It is, you know, my show, so I will I will take the high ground that, I, you know, people should do it my way. But, but there we are. If you want to do it your way, start your own show. It's that simple. Right. Well, John, uh, it's it's always good to have, uh, you know, someone to re- vent with and, um, you know, just... Uh, you know, do our weekly get off my lawn segment is is quite good, but equally, hopefully, in there somewhere, you found some useful, positive things that you can latch onto, so that your view of us is is a golden, shiny one, and not not one of dark, murky miserableness that may come across from time to time. So, thanks for listening, everyone. Until next time, you take care, and you take care, and you take care. Everybody take care.
and that was probably at least double the amount of people listening, John. You've, we can save them up for a couple of weeks now and you know, not bother saying it because we've over said it for the people. 